1: In the squadron, they called him Bullets,
2: but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yes, hello. Um, Who knew all the terrorists out there? We got a lot of terrorists on our hands, a lot of them. Terrorists, terrorist sympathizers raging all over the place. Uh, they're anti-Semitism, they're pro a uh, slaughter of women and children everywhere you look it is incredible all walks of life had no idea no idea none and now uh you think of it this way this bin laden letter you heard about the bin laden letter bin laden uh, put out a big manifesto about a month or so after september 11th osama bin laden yeah one of the worst mass murderers in uh, in in world history and at the time you know who the hell it just it was reviled all of it right now he's some sort of a weirdo folk hero it's uh, yeah you heard it's going big on tiktok and the letter uh, young people sharing it with each other hey uh, he had a point well bin laden had a point here well mm, where the hell have we uh gone to as a country my god i rem- it wasn't that long ago when was bin laden killed i think it was 2011 May of 2011, if I'm not mistaken. And you know what happened after he was killed by our wonderful SEAL team over there in Pakistan? Bam, bam, bam. Uh, Right to the head. There was a mass celebration across the country, but nowhere more intense and nowhere more really, like, beautiful, perhaps, than uh, outside the White House. You had about 10,000 college kids converge on the White House Putin and hollering and living it up like, yeah, and chance of USA, USA, USA. That was 10 years ago. It's, 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 it could be a thousand years ago. I mean, look at where we are right now. You have that. How old are those kids now? They're in their mid, they're in their early thirties. You got the, who's replaced them? I guess they were 10 year olds. The college kids now actively promoting Bin Laden and his, his propaganda and his lies. We're in a dark, weird place. I know that college, you experiment. Lots of kids in college experiment with stuff. But 10 years ago, they still had their head relatively screwed on straight. America good, bin Laden bad. And now it's America horrible, the terrorists good. How did we get here? How did we get here? I, I think the cell phone has a hell of a lot to do with it. The, the social media, um, people running away from God. That has a lot to do with it uh the, the 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 crass society, everything the pornography in everybody's pocket. who the hell knows what's going on it's really really um horrific it's a nightmare it is a nightmare um that doesn't mean you know we can't we're gonna be okay well I don't know what the hell's gonna happen to be honest i I just don't know what's gonna happen. You know, they do say in the in the Bible that the the world will come to an end at some point. It, it's going to come to an end. Are we there yet? Are we going to be there soon? I don't know. We've we've seen worse than this, I guess, if you look throughout hard throughout history. But nothing comes to mind. Certainly not in my lifetime. And yeah, we're, we're, human being. How long have human beings been around? Anybody know? Somewhere between fifty and a hundred thousand years. The planet they tell me, is six billion years old. It's like, I hate to be crude, but imagine the uh, toilet paper, right? Undo all the toilet paper, right? How long would that go? If you ran all the toilet paper from one block, I bet you would get to, uh, I don't know, how many blocks would you get? Let's say 30 blocks, right? 30 blocks of toilet paper. 30 blocks. And let's say human history equals the toilet paper, right? Let. Remember, in algebra, let 6 billion equal a roll of toilet paper. 6 billion years for the age of the planet. At one point in that to- toilet paper roll, if that is all of Earth's history, when do human beings show up? Hmm? Take a guess. Well, it would be one quarter of the last sheet of toilet paper. The la- One quarter of the very last sheet of toilet paper. That's when we show up. That's how significant we are. Now, I we are significant. We're God's children, and he has this all worked out. And he wanted us to study stuff and be puzzled by things. And, after all, astronomers have to have jobs and paleo. And and what are those guys who study dinosaurs? Those guys and the rest. Curators at the museum. Security guards at the museum. I mean, we couldn't be perfect. He made us like this on purpose. On purpose, don't you think? Right? Otherwise... Anyway, um it's all going to come to an end, and I don't think we're right there, but <laughs> things are not looking good at all. Hey, our goofy governor, Kathy Hochul, thinks that when it comes to hiring, you should not know who's walking in the door. I kind of want to know if the guy uh committed a crime, don't you? I mean... Might be an indicator whether or not the guy's gonna do something in the future. Maybe to me. Maybe to a coworker. I think that's part of the public record. Kathy wants that eliminated. They actually signed something called, sounds great. The Clean Slate Act. Uh, cut eight please. Cut eight. Cut eight please. Cut eight. Cut eight please. Cut eight. You want to just tell me what's wrong with cut eight? It's okay. We don't have to use it. I mean, just say something. Tech problems. Sorry. All right. There we go. Technical problems. Well, um she said we're here to correct the injustice of not getting jobs by signing the Clean Slate Act. Well, you know, if I commit a felony, I kind of anticipate that that's going to be a problem on my resume. It's going to be a problem on my resume. It's just going to be. A, and I did it. Can I run away from it? Apparently, I can run away from it. The, 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 the consequences just aren't there. Let's try another one. Let's try Kathy Hochul, the buck governor. Cut nine, please. Cut nine.
0: My number one job as the New York state governor is to keep people safe. And I believe that the best anti-crime tool we have is a job. When people have steady work. They're less likely to commit crimes and less likely to be homeless.
2: How does she know that? How does she know that? She's just a silly woman from Buffalo. How does she know that? She doesn't know anything. She doesn't know a damn thing. Some of the worst murderers in history have been gainfully employed. Did you know that? You look it up. They all had Rex Hoyerman, the Gilgo Beach murderer, was an architect. Full-time architect. He employed like 8 people in the office. Next week is the 60th anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Lee Harvey Oswald was uh working at that uh, the Texas School Book Depository. Full-time. Uh let's see. The guy I had words with the other day. Full-time employee. The guy who was sweeping the street, and I, I made the mistake of throwing a uh, a, a can of, uh, empty can of soda, a ca- empty c- coffee cup, into the garbage can. He took real offense at that and started mouthing off to me for about a half an hour. Uh, he was gainfully employed. Sweeping the streets. That's, I don't know, she's such an amateur. Cut eight, please. Cut
0: eight. But New York State is lagged behind some other states. Sad but true.
2: Sad but true. Like California?
0: Lay behind other states in allowing people to get jobs because they're haunted by perhaps long-ago criminal records, right? They've paid their debt to society. Now, let's make that very clear. They've gone through the process. They did their time. They're done. But when they reenter society, there's still barriers, to housing and jobs. I say no more. Today we're here today to correct that injustice by signing into law the Clean Slate Act.
2: What's going to happen when somebody it gets knifed in the stomach by somebody who got out of jail, paid their debt to society? Recidivism happens. Recidivism, right? That's when you go back to jail uh, for committing a crime. Kathy doesn't know what the hell she's doing but she got a room full of liberals in there to clap. Right? This is a little bit more of that uh, virtue signaling and apologizing for her, what do they call it? White privilege. Hey, how's the campaign of Tammy Murphy working out, huh? Man, my withering, scathing, uh, compl- uh, uh critique of her campaign announcement has gone, what do they say? Viral. <laughs> well, it's semi-viral. I, uh, uh she deserved it. Hey. And also, you know what, what's gone viral, and I'm so happy for him, Vivek Ramaswamy. This guy is so bloody good. I know, I know. There are some question marks about the guy. I got him, too. There's uh, We don't know the whole story yet, but, I mean, how about the truth when it comes to China? Now, the, again, the fake news tries to ambush him. You know, um, he's going to use a phrase here, strategic ambiguity. That's been around for a couple of decades. That means when it comes to China, we're supposed to be purposely vague, right? We want to kind of, uh, acknowledge Taiwan, but also like we don't want to antagonize China. So yeah, one state, but you know, we, uh, we support democracy everywhere. And you know, it's just, we want to be a little bit ambig- ambiguous. In a weird way, in China, regarding China, we're all things to all people when it comes to Taiwan. You know, you know, when we talk to the communists, we kind of say what they want to hear. When we talk to Taiwan, we kind of say what they want to hear. And sometimes we say the opposite. We're all over the place on purpose. Now listen to him talk to the fake news. You got this one? It's uh da 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 Cut 17, please. Cut 17.
3: With just that to clarify, clarity, just, Xi Jinping would have to be foolish to invade Taiwan to sit on the semiconductor just, um, supply chain. Just as That's a final, how we advance principles just that just put our final country point first. Just a final point of clarity on this, once the United States yeah. achieves semiconductor independence, do you believe it will be in the United States' national interest to deter China from invading Taiwan? We will evaluate at that point in time. It will not be preferable for China to invade Taiwan even that's then. That's not an answer to my question. we will then adopt what is our current... But you are not answering current, Because that's question. in the future, Abby. You're not answering my well, question. You know the will the it be in the United States' national I think interest you don't understand, to deter Abby, China you, you from invading Taiwan? You actually know what strategic ambiguity means I'm right just now. asking you a simple but, question. Do you but, understand do you the current posture... The current posture is strategic ambiguity right it's now, a yes and or I, no, I have a feeling you don't understand a yes what that or no is, answer. so I can, I'm happy to educate you if you're interested. Strategic ambiguity will be what we resume. It's the current status quo, and that's what we will resume after we've achieved semiconductor independence. It's so, that simple. The status quo will be exactly what it obtains after we've achieved semiconductor independence. A, and in a, the meantime, a we have to answer, be clear. A simple something answer that no would says be, that we will defend Taiwan. A simple answer to that question would actually be a yes or no. But I do want to turn now to a different topic, to politics. It's, here's it's, what it's, your... A simple your answer po- is... Here is what your, your fellow Republican... Your a little more complicated here, than, uh, than you're making what, out to be happy. So here's what I'm your happy fellow, to explain it
2: to you if you're interested. Wow. What was the? I just want to hear the question again. It's like, how do you deter China from it? Yeah, you know, that's not a yes or no. She's demanding. You know these these fake news people. That, you know, fine. Ask a question. They can say whatever the hell they want in response, and it's up to the viewer to determine whether or not he's answering the question. And just because I'm going on the Abby Phillips show on CNN doesn't mean I have to answer her questions. It's, it's it. One more. T- I just want to hear the question part.
3: With just that to clarify, clarity, just, Xi Jinping would have to be foolish to invade Taiwan to sit on the semiconductor supply chain. Um, just as, a final, just just as a, final point of, a final point of clarity on this, once the United States yeah. achieves semiconductor independence, do you believe it will be in the United States' national interest to deter China from invading Taiwan? We will evaluate at that point in time. It will not be preferable for China to invade Taiwan even that's then. That's not an
0: answer
2: to my question. We that's not an answer to my question. Go to hell, Abby. Man, what a, what a weirdo. And, um, that's the, oh, and there are more moments. You heard him yesterday. I think it's awesome. And you know what? Call it mansplaining. Call it whatever you want. They're trying to pretend that he's some sort of sexist because he's uh, telling ignorant people what the deal is. Uh, That's not sexism. Uh, It just happens that Abby is uh, dumb. Her gender has not too much to do with it, although her gender and her race had a lot to do with uh, the primetime lineup decisions. I'll be right back. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again.
3: Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Hey, once again, the conservative media falling for it. I'm a conservative, but sometimes the conservative media, you know, giving Eric Adams all this uh, credit and all this attention because uh, he announced that we have to cut services to accommodate the illegal migrants that he invited here. Um, the thing about him is you got to remember this. He's hapless. He doesn't know anything he just jumps around, and all he really is doing is looking for an opportunity and creating opportunities for him to put on those dopey suits. I'm sick of them, by the way. I used to say they were nice suits. They're actually not that nice, and they're totally overdone, way too fancy. You know, he looks – uh it's a little pimpish, quite frankly. It's a little pimpish. Um and he's over the top. He's jumped the shark. He used to he used to look like a stylish guy, and you want to well, okay, he's a bad mayor and he's a bad man, but those suits look great. Now he's totally out of control with the big, dumb, uh, just all of it, all of it, over the top. You know how pimps sometimes dress, like in the old days in those uh, in those movies from the seventies. Uh That's what he looks like, and that's what he's doing. Just wants uh, to create opportunities for him to go on TV and uh and talk about this stuff. Um. All right, we got more serious things coming up, but in the meantime, who's that reporter? Charissa, Carissa Thompson. You ever seen her? I've seen her a million times on Extra and on the uh, the football Sunday shows. I'm not a big <laughs> football fan, obviously, but I've seen her. She's one of those sideline reporters, which they've always struck me as kind of a phony thing. Anyway, um, they talk so fast; they're on for 12 seconds. And basically you're just looking at what they look like. And why are they almost always women? Why are they always women? And Carissa Thompson definitely flaunts the uh, sexuality part, right? Really, really with the, you know, with the cutaways and the breasts and the side view. Here she is admitting that she's a fraud. Is that right? In a podcast saying that she makes it all up or has made it all up. All that insight, alleged insight she's providing. It's a con job. Go ahead.
3: I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late, and I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make up. Because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop uh, hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball first over. Press the quarterback. We need to, Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like They're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll It'll- just make up the report.
2: Uh How about that, huh? As you make up the report, and that's so, <laughs> wow, what a weird thing to say. What a weird thing to do. Just making, you. Shall, I just talked to Coach Smith and he says, so that's phony. Uh You guys are football heads, right? I mean, what do you, no, all right, Didino. he should be incensed about that. He seems to know something. I mean, wow are you familiar with who this is she's that kind of uh you know semi-hot blonde on the uh, fox people are giving me a hard time saying that i'm very crude when it comes to uh, assessing the looks of people i don't mean to be but you know i'm sorry this is this is the this is real and this is how she, this is what it's about it it does happen it's okay and um mm, people say a lot of things in podcasts they shouldn't say You get this sense that, oh, it's just me and some guy talking in his basement. No, uh, those videos, those audio tapes have a way of making the rounds. And Carissa Thompson, wow, liar. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need
1: parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast.
2: I don't believe the lawsuit of uh, P. Diddy. I don't believe it. Uh, they were very close. I see all these pictures of of uh, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever, with that girl that they dated a long time. And years later, she says, uh, my boyfriend raped me, uh, abused me. Uh, I just am not buying it. Then again, I haven't been through the, uh, the complaint, the lawsuit. And it's not a criminal matter. It's a civil matter, right? So anyway, very, very suspicious. And the other thing we have to take a quick look at, uh, President Trump, hey, isn't it amazing? You know, it's just amazing how far ahead he is in the polls. He's beating their new, uh, there's half a dozen new polls hit today. Uh, one on one contest. Trump beats Biden across the board. Sometimes by four points, sometimes by two points. One poll by eight point, eight points. Um, is doing very, very well. And look at what he's up against. But, um, so what are they going to try? Uh, January 6th will be resurrected. And they're going to try to make that thing the worst thing that ever happened. Uh, da, 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 da. And, you know, Donald Trump, one thing about him is he's very accessible, probably too accessible to the fake news. Although I think he's got a strategy. There's a method and it works. It works. But he sits down with one of the biggest liars that there is actually on the fake news. John Carl, Jonathan Carl. Um, he wears those goofy glasses and he looks harmless, but he's not. He's a vicious, lying, scheming punk. And, um, but Trump gives him interviews. I don't know why, but I just went through that. All right. So this is from um, sometime in 2021. Trump is ex president. He's not the president at this point. And they're talking about January 6th and they just released this audio in, in part to promote John Carl's book. All right. And his book is probably as bad as his uh, other book, really bad. And all kinds of lies and mistakes, which I love pointing out. But, all right, let me hear this. Let me hear this, please.
1: But if you look at the real size of that crowd, it was never reported correctly.
3: There were its the biggest crowd I've ever spoken in front of by far. Really? By far. That went down to the Washington. That went back to the Washington Monument. Um, you told them you were going to go up to the Capitol. Were you just? I was, no, I was going to, and then Secret Service said, "You can't." And then by the time I would have, and then when I get back, I saw I wanted to go back. I was thinking about going back during the problem to stop the problem, doing it myself. Secret Service didn't like that idea mm. too much. So, so what, I could so have done that, and you know what? I would have been very well received. Don't forget, the people that went to Washington that day. In my opinion, they went because they thought the election was rigged. That's why they went.
2: Is this supposed to be damning? They're treating it on CNN like this is damning information. And they said, President Trump believes he could have stopped the violence single-handedly. So he thought about going back to stop the problem. Well, when did he think that? Oh, my gosh, that means he knew there was a problem. Well, yeah, we already know that. He put out a videotape that day saying, please go home. You have to go home and go home in peace. He put out a bunch of messages supporting law enforcement, respect law enforcement, go home, go home in peace. Problem is, uh, I don't think he actually had that much influence with big aspects of that crowd. The Antifa aspects of that crowd. And there was a big Antifa presence. Hey, I don't like this uh, Clean Slate Act at all. The more I'm learning about it, uh that... Uh, certain misdemeanors and certain felonies will go away. You will not know about them if you are an employer. It's like they never happened. Is that okay with the victims of these crimes? Eight years. What's eight years ago? 2015. Eight years ago, Donald Trump ran. That's, that's when he announced for the uh, presidency. He came down the escalator in 2015. That's eight years ago. Somebody commits a brutal uh, assault eight years ago. Um, we're not supposed to. It becomes a thing of the past. It's like absol- gone. Yeah, but he went to jail. So it's an indicator that it might do something again. I want to know. Kathy Hochul says you shouldn't know. I shouldn't know. Law enforcement professionals say this is a bad, bad, bad idea. Let's see here. This is Ray Tierney. He's the DA of Suffolk County. Good guy. He along with Rodney Harrison the police commissioner is he still on the job he's leaving he's leaving uh says this is bad cut ten cut ten once again
1: we're putting the rights of uh criminals ahead of the rights of victims and you know with a stroke of the pen you're uh you're uh, sealing uh millions of convictions for uh manslaughter kidnapping providing so- support for an active terror vi- terrorism, uh, aggravated vehicular homicide, robbery, you know, the list goes on and on. And hate so crime's you, know, right? you need to look at it needs to be uh, particularized, it needs to be individualized uh, and not that, that that this ceiling should uh, shouldn't occur, but it has to be done in a sort of uh, intelligent way that does not uh, c- compromise public safety. But you can't just do it. It's just like bail reform. You can't do it with the stroke of a pen and think that there're not going to be out, outrageous results. <laughs>
2: Good for him, Ray Tierney. Talking to John uh let's see here. And here's, let's talk to the cops about this. The PBA chief, uh, what's his name? Hendry. Hendry. Whatever happened to the old guy? The young Irishman. What was his name again? Anyway, let's listen to him. Cut 11.
0: Criminals right now feel like they're just going to get a slap on the wrist and be back on the streets of the city of New York. We need everyone to do their job. Our criminal justice system is broken at every single step. If you assault a New York City police officer, you need to be held accountable. Wow. Good for him.
2: Who is the last guy who ran this thing? Do me a favor. Cut 12. Cut 12. We need the support
0: of the people of the city of New York. We're asking you, please stand up for our police officers. Enough is enough. We have a crisis in this city. We do not have enough police officers.
2: Patrick Lynch, that's who I was thinking about, Pat Lynch. He's no longer there, but I think he's still a cop. All right, and listen to how blithe, how how just clueless and kind of careless. Kathy Hulkel. damn, they actually gave her some real power. She doesn't have a clue. Somebody's wife from Buffalo. And because Cuomo has too big an ego, this is why he picked her. They never pick anybody who's actually capable of the job. Remember, he picked her as the lieutenant governor. Cut eight, please. Cut eight.
0: But New York State has laid behind some other states. Sad but true. (laughs) Laid behind other states in allowing people to get jobs because they're haunted by perhaps long-ago criminal records, right? They've paid their debt to society. Now, let's make that very clear. They've gone through the process They did their time. They're done. But when they reenter society, there's still barriers to housing and jobs. I say no more. Today, we're here today to correct that injustice by signing into law the Clean Slate Act.
2: Hear the arrogance? I say no more. Did the people call for this? Hey, what about a referendum? You know the the referendums they have are the silliest little things, and sometimes they're big things, but they're very very complicated, and it's like, uh, but this I think it was for all of us as a state to decide, not Cuomo's appointee to that job, and because it's overwhelmingly Democrat, she gets uh, she gets the job herself. It's just such a. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, How about you there? Uh, Who's good? Who's good? Who's good? Uh, Mike in St. James. Yes.
1: Hello, Greg. Greg, uh, the new clean slate law. Will that apply when people apply for a police job or a state trooper? Will the state hide the crimes of the uh, applicants?
2: I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, It's a really good question. A lot of these details apparently haven't been worked out and uh or they it's so i don't know i don't like it and uh can you imagine that the state i would ima- it's interesting if they do have access to it and regular people don't that's not right either although i don't want ex-cons in the police department i really don't mike thank you very much uh adam you're standing by hello adam Good afternoon, Mr. Kelly. Yeah, and uh, you know what I mean about the attitude situation yesterday. I don't want to hear any more things like that, Adam, all right? This is a very nice TV. You know, you can be a fan of WABC or a critic. You can be a critic of mine or not, but, you know, when you you start making, you know, the pointed jabs at the whole operation, I didn't like it, all right? I'm being straight with you.
1: Right, okay. Um, You know, I mean, that's just something that I felt. You know, in my mind, you know, I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just a, a fan of yours, and I'm just telling you what's on my mind. So.
2: I understand, but I can't let everything that's on my mind out there. Every now and then, I gotta hold back. Every now and then, I gotta suck it up. Every now and then, I gotta acknowledge, uh, you know, a certain realities, and I think you do too. So, uh, all right, let's be nice, and you can still give it, you can still let it loose. But, uh, you know, we got a great operation here, and we're proud of it, and we're proud of everybody who works here. So what's your point? Uh,
1: the Clean Slate Act, sir. Yeah. Do you know that I was supposed to get a better job in this John F. Kennedy Airport, where I'm going right now, but a crime that I committed when I was 18 years old, 43 years ago, sir, came up to stop me from getting that job.
2: All right, 43, 43 years, years ago. Years so you the- are, you're, uh, how old, uh, you're 61 years old. Uh, yeah. What did you do when you were eighteen?
1: Sweet, a robbery. Jeez. Whoa. Armed robbery, bro. Yeah. A gun. It sure was a gun.
2: Uh. Okay. Um. Okay. And, okay. And how long did you go to jail for? I did
1: my time. Whatever it I, was. I, want, I well, you you, time.
2: you you did your time. Tell me how much time you did in the jail in the joint. About eight years. Eight years. So you get out when you are twenty seven. Did you shoot anybody? No way. Did, did bro, you punch no anybody? Way. Did you? No
1: way. Nobody injured, sir. Come on. Now. I just got it. Well, anyway. this is all. This is all.
2: You know, pretty uh, shocking information to me. I thought you were the happy-go-lucky bus driver. I didn't know you were an armed robber. Get, granted, it's way, way, way in the past. So, um, did you when you got out of jail? Did you commit another crime? Yeah. Oh, boy, damn it. What did you do?
1: Nothing like that, sir. Well, well, well nonviolent. Well, nonviolent stuff. N- nonviolent,
2: sir. what? Did you just uh, rip off old ladies over the phone? What did you do? No, I never did that before, sir. Well, what did you do? Never did that before. Tell me what you when did. What I wanted to say about the Clean Adam, Slate Act. Adam, uh, right now, I am so against the Clean Slate Act. Even more so after you told me about this stuff, because, Adam, quite frankly, I have a right to know. If if I'm hiring you, and I think I know you well enough, I'd be like, wow, what a story. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I'm glad that I know that, but I'd still give you a job. Uh, What the hell did you do? What was the second crime? you got to tell me that, please. I still
1: got a job at the airport,
2: sir. I know. I'm not saying, like, that's fine. like, But your employer deserves the uh, information. All right, just like I deserve the information. Well, I don't really. I mean, I'm not, you know, but I'm curious. What did you do? What was the second crime?
1: A lot of guys do stuff when they're teenagers. When you sir. stop.
2: 18. Wait, number one, 18. you were you were you were a, an adult. You're an adult at eighteen. All right. Okay. And a lot of guys l- do a lot of things, and you know, not many guys grab a gun and stick people up. All right. And then let's just not minimize it too much. I granted. So I got to know the second crime, and please don't blow me off. What was it?
1: Uh, possession of drugs.
2: What kind of uh, narcotic were you in possession of?
1: Uh, cocaine, sir.
2: Was it, did you intend to sell it or consume it? What was the point?
1: Uh, they said I intended to sell it because it was wrapped up in a package.
2: Oh, man. Did you go to jail for that one, too? Yeah. For how long?
1: Uh, 27 months and 12 days.
2: 27 months and 12 days. Okay. Um man, all right, so you get out of that and um how old were you when you got out for that one? Oh, uh, probably in my 30s. And All right, you're not pulling my leg here, all right? All right. So, uh you knew 27 months and 12 days and probably in your 30s. All right. So, uh, did you was that it? Was that it? Life of never commit anything again? Or did you do more crime?
1: No, I, I had one more stint. One more stint. Three uh,
2: strikes and you're
1: out, man! Right. Whoa! I'm in, though, because I'm, I'm in JFK, so I'm in.
2: All right, so that, but, well, wow. all right, what did you, what was the third one? Uh, conspiracy.
1: Some, some, you know, like they do in Trump, they get busted, <laughs> and they, they try to trap you off all right. and, and put you in... It, it was nothing. Conspiracy was to do,
2: well, cons- nothing. conspiracy to do what though?
1: To distribute drugs.
2: All right. How much time did you go for that? Uh three years. All right, three years, three years, twenty-seven months. All right, that's some serious time, and this is hard time, right? This is not. Uh, you didn't go to, you know, country club prison. You went to. You went to the the penitentiary. Right.
1: Well, I went to a federal prison on the last one. Oh, the first two was state prison.
2: Which one was nicer?
1: The state, because the federal prison, to me, everything, all the commissary was so high. Yeah, you had to be rich to live in there, basically.
2: Well, I find this all fascinating. I really do. Life in prison fascinates me. I never want to know it firsthand, but it's just really interesting. It makes you an interesting person. I hope your uh, life of crime is totally behind you, right? Totally and completely. So I've been home 20 years, uh, January. All right. So look, um, you know, 20 years ago, you were in your 40s. So you weren't a kid and you were still engaged in, you know, this kind of uh, criminal conduct, pal. I mean, I'm sorry, but I need to know that you. S- <laughs> right? I mean, I need to know. I just would need to know. I think, quite frankly, you should have told me before you started calling the radio station so much. You should have told me.
1: Well, I mean, you know, look at the guys that doing criminal conduct in the last three or four years. Guys that you work with, sir. So, you know. See, you know, there you, you go have, again. You know, there you
2: go again with your friend. I already told you about that, all right? Stop doing that. Stop doing that. He's, you know, all right? And, oh, by the way, like, like unlike you, Adam, he didn't rob anybody. He didn't conspire to sell drugs, okay? N- nothing along those lines, all right? Nothing. Nothing. I Quite frankly, he shouldn't have been prosecuted. He shouldn't have been prosecuted. Anyway, look, we got to wrap up here. Bottom line, what do you want?
1: Well, I just appreciate you taking time out to hear my story a little bit today.
2: Yeah, and uh
1: I'm gonna keep listening.
2: All right, it it, it is know. interesting. It is interesting. I'm glad you left all that behind, and uh you've been out 21. Hey, when I asked you, you know, did, are, are you committing any? Did you leave that all behind? You just said, well, I've been out 21 years. I mean, you don't do anything wrong anymore, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. No, I don't. But I still got criminal-minded friends, sir. To keep it real with you. Well, I mean, I'm to not be honest, on- okay.
2: Well, to be honest, I think you should lose those friends. Well, I'm you know, I'm not engaged with them. You know, I
1: don't do nothing with them, but some of them are my family. I can't really disengage. They do what they do. I'm
2: not doing it. All right. All right. Well, listen, thanks for calling, and keep in touch, and uh, thank you, Adam. He's right about that with the family. You can't bolt the family, but I don't want him getting in trouble again, you know? And, boy, with that record, if he gets in trouble again, you know, I mean, he could be in big, big, big trouble. Seems to be uh, – were those long pauses when I would ask him questions, though, right? You know what I mean? Well, (laughs) I think he's a good guy. I think he's turned over a new leaf. Um, Thank you all, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, So glad I don't have TikTok on my phone. TikTok, apparently the Chinese government can look at anything in your phone if you've got TikTok, you gotta get rid of that immediately. TikTok, it is a danger to national security. All of our kids, not my kids, but kids older, you know, are hooked on it, totally hooked on it. Uh, they're becoming depraved, soulless individuals, right? We have a generation of depraved, soulless people out there, uh, rooting for Osama bin Laden. How soulless, how depraved can you be? Uh, oh, and speaking of depraved and soulless, uh, we have, Alexander Vindman's brother remember Vindman the dumpy looking army soldier uh who he had a brother the ones who tried to trap Trump his brother Eugene I got into a Twitter war with these guys it was very fun um and Eugene said you can't talk to me like that I outrank you I said oh yeah Eugene I kept on calling him Eugene and making fun of him and his uh his brother and then he brought they brought their father who seems like a good guy but they they went on national television and they wore the dumpiest clothes on national TV. It looked like they were three guys, you know, Eugene, his brother, Alex, and the dad. uh, And it looked like they were three guys waiting in the, you know, waiting for their cars to have their oil changed at, at Jiffy Lube. that's exactly what they look like and i went i I pointed this out and he said you come after my family you've got to answer to me and then they started all this rank stuff and they said i am reporting you to the commandant of the marine corps whatever you want i'm not in the marine oh by the way i'm alive (laughs) and even if i was it doesn't work that way they're always trying to get people in trouble you know, President Trump, me, <laughs> and Eugene is now running for uh, Congress. You know, anybody associated with the impeachment efforts uh, of Donald Trump, whether it's the phony Ukraine phone call, the January 6th stuff, they all get paid off in some pretty substantial way. Alexander Viven wrote a book. The Capitol Hill Cops, they all wrote books. Uh, speaking engagements, tours, awards, free stuff. Um And, oh, how about gold medals? Presidential Medal of Freedom for election workers in Georgia. Now, why did they get that, huh?